Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so I am now ready to begin our story. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, let's see, you know, like, ah, you're gonna tell us some stuff about the story beforehand? <clears throat> Excuse me, I see, uh, really, I don't know how long this story is gonna take. How come? And did you ever tell the story before? Actually, I don't think so. As a matter of fact, this is a story that I, I just got uh, sent in from Mendy Z. Oh, our famous Mendy Z. He always sends you stories. He likes to hear how you're going to say the story. Sometimes he hears stories, or sometimes he reads stories and he suggests them. So this way he wants to see how you would tell the story, right? Uh, yep. That's pretty much it. Okay. Anyways, the name of the story is Tully the Innkeeper. Now, of course, you know, many times when he sends me stuff about stories, I, I do research them, I do look into them, and, you know, uh, so in this particular case, I kind of uh, researched a little bit about it, and it's a story that took place in the times of the great Sadiq. Are you ready? 
his name? Yossi Purim is over, but it's still under me. Okay, 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 you got me there. Okay, anyways, so let me just tell you, there's a great tzaddik, Rab David Moshe of Chertikov, okay, known as the Chertikov Rebbe. He was the very first Chertikov Rebbe that there was. He was a son of the great tzaddik Rabbi Yisrael of Regine, the Regina Rebbe. Uh, he was one of the sons, you know, and each one of his sons, you know, many of them, they started different dynasties, but they're all like a branch of the Regina dynasty. Anyways, he was the first Rav of Chertikov. Very special man. Ah, so when did he live? Uh, well, he was born in 1829, I think around Shavuot's time. And then I think he was Nifter, let me think about it. Yes, 1903, which I think was, he was Nifter on Shana Rama, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, he lived to be about 74 years old. That's right. Okay, so anyways, uh, by the way, do you know where, uh, you know, like, um, <clears throat> uh, Chortikov is? Of course I do. Chortikov is exactly where Chortikov is on the map. So if you look on the map, you're going to see Chortikov, and that's where uh, Chortikov is. <laughs> Always with a good answer, especially another. Okay, Chortikov was a town in Poland. Okay, and at that time, it was under the Polish regime. And, you know, certain parts of Poland kept going back and forth between the Russians and the Polish and whatever it is. Uh, nowadays, that part, Shortikov, is part of the Ukraine, by the way. Okay, so now that we got that straightened out, uh, we could go weiter. Uh, all right, let's go. So the name of the story is... Uh, Tuli the innkeeper, if I didn't say it before. I'm not sure if you did or you didn't. Okay, go ahead. So, what happened? Who is Tuli? Well, obviously, um, the names of the people in the story are made up names, but the incident is supposedly, um, it's supposed to be a true story, and of course, you're going to use the poetic schmaltz, you know, the poetic license to put the schmaltz where it belongs and everything, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so now that we got everything settled out with that, can I finally begin? Go ahead! I can't wait. You never told this story before? I don't remember telling it. I, I, I don't remember telling it either. What do you mean you don't remember telling it? Well, if you didn't tell it, then I couldn't have told it because I know most of my stories from you. <laughs> or unless I cheat. A cheat? I, I mean, you know, like look in your paper first. You know what I mean? Aha! Uh -huh. Okay. Anyway, so this story had to happen during the later years of the great Sadiq, Rab David Moshe Friedman, who was known as the Chartikava Rabbi. Right, right, uh, okay. Anyway, so of course, it had to happen either in the very late 1800s or the very earliest of the 1900s. Because he was Nifter at 1903, so therefore it had to be the 1901, 1902. But I think it happened in the late 1980s by the description of this story. Okay, so anyways, there was an innkeeper. Now, in those days, a lot of innkeepers were also a tavern owner. A tavern owner, a Kretschmer. That's right. And you want to explain to everybody out there who's listening what a Kretschmer is? Yeah, it's like a bar. It's like a, a place where people can drink schnapps and whiskey and beer and wine. and, and But uh, most of them in those days didn't have pickle juice on the side. You see? It's still under. What do you want from me? 
Okay, okay, getting a point. Okay, well taken. Yes, even though Purim is over, we should still be Bismcha. Okay, and let's look, uh, you know, uh, for good things. Okay, good, good. Okay, I like it. All right, let's continue. Okay, anyway, there was this well-to-do man named Tully. Ha-ha, <laughs> he's the one that owns the Kretschmer, the innkeeper, right? That's right. Anyway, so Tully was a very nice yid. A very, very nice person. Extremely nice. Uh, okay, you said that. Extremely nice. Uh, okay. Uh, meaning? Well, <clears throat> let the people in the town tell you. Well, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> Givardic. You know, this person, Tully, very nice man. Extremely. Tully, uh, you know, Tully, uh, Gold is very nice man. A very nice man, Tully Gold. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Tully Gold, a very, very nice man. I know you said that already. But what do you mean he's a nice man? Uh, well, uh, it's because, uh, I because, you know, he gives me credit sometimes, you know, if I don't have my money, whatever it is. And you know, he's very nice to the Jewish people and, and the Goyesh people. And it's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing that there are so many people out there and they don't mind to eat, uh, how you say it, uh, kosher food. Because <laughs> that's all he serves. Okay, but with the wine, he serves them yayin uh, mabushel. You know that he makes sure. And if he has to have a wine that is uh, not yayin mabushel, he's very careful to keep it very separate. Ah, yes, 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 uh, 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 uh. Excuse me, uh, pardon me, but there's one thing you're not saying about him. Oh, yeah, what is that? Yes, please tell us. Uh, one of the things about him is also, he's a very nice man. We already know that. No, but he's a big bald sedoke, oichet. He gives a lot of charity. He helps me a lot. Okay, anyway, sir. Uh, uh, I see you. Bye-bye. Uh, yes, goodbye. And so there you have it. Very nice person. Jewish people like him. The Goyesh people of the town, even the Gentiles, I mean, they liked him. He was a nice person. Uh, 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 John, you want to do something over there? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, pardon me. Uh, Tully. Uh, uh, over here. Tully, Tully. Yes, one minute, I'm coming, yes, ah, Johnny boy, what can I do for you? You, uh, I need a whole drink of wine, but you know, I want the special wine, not the cooked wine. Eh, all right, all right, okay, I'm on condition, you know, that when I serve that wine, you have to sit at that table over there. Why do I have to sit at that table there? So it doesn't get mixed up with the other wine, okay? All right? And remember, you must stay by your table area, or I won't serve you such wine again. But I pay for it. I know that. But I, I cannot cause that people, uh, uh, you know, that are Jewish, should drink Yayan Neshach. You wouldn't understand. It's a Jewish thing. Don't worry about it. Okay? It's good wine. You want it? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. 
Alright, uh, you want a whole bottle or you want a half a bottle or you want a glass? Um, you can bring me the glass, but I'll take the whole bottle. Alright, uh -huh. okay. Okay, I have to use those special glasses I keep separate for this. Ah, here it is. Okay, uh, here's your glass and the special wine, which I have special markings on it. Here you go. Aha, enjoy it. Uh, yeah, okay, now in case I, um, you don't get too drunk and I fall asleep in the middle, I want to pay you because I want to keep my credit going. Here you go. Thank you very much. How do you like that? You still remember how much this wine costs? Cavalier. Fantastic. Ah, uh, yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, of course, everybody seemed to like Tully. What's there not to like? He's a nice person. He never harmed anybody. He always served people with a smile. He served meals. And he had also an inn upstairs... So, if people wanted to sleep over, he could sleep over. And he was a good machnus Eirach, because sometimes there were poor people that came. Excuse me, uh, pardon me, Abba, me. Excuse me, uh, pardon me. Uh, yes, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, excuse me, uh, pardon me, but I was just wondering, uh, I was wondering about wondering if you have something for me, because you know I'm a poor person, and you know I travel a lot, I'm very tired, I need a place to lie down. You uh, maybe, I mean, but you know there's a problem. Uh, let me guess the problem. You have a problem that you cannot pay for the rent, right? Yes, a stickle problem, no? Uh, not for you. Okay, listen. Here, here's the key to room 12. Okay, it's up there by the second floor at the end of the hallway. Uh, enjoy, and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll knock on your door when it's time to go to Minch, okay? Oh, definitely very nice of you. Thank you, thank you. Ah, you're so nice. <laughs> we try to be. Okay. And sure enough, that was going on. And everybody enjoyed him. There's nobody had any bad word. That is, uh-oh, I smell trouble. <laughs> of course, you know, we just can't tell a story that everything goes 100% smooth, right? Uh, we got to have some tests from a Shemayim or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So what's going on now? <laughs> well, let me tell you. In this town of Chortikov, which was where this story took place. In Chortikov. In Chortikov. Is it Chortikov or Chortikov? I believe it's pronounced Chortikov. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's pronounced Chortikov. Chortikov. Chotkov, yeah, yeah, Chotkov. And I said, Chotkov? Okay, Chotkov, Chotkov. I stand corrected. Ay, ay, you're minded. Of course I'm always minded. If I make a mistake, I'm minded. And if you make a mistake, you should be minded because if you're not minded, if you don't admit that you made a mistake, you know you can't correct it. Ah, uh, that's a good problem. I mean, I mean, that's a good problem. I mean, you're right. It's a good point, good point, good point. Okay, are uh, we continuing the story? Uh, yeah, sure. Anyways, you're right. There has to be some trouble to make an exciting story. And we're all going to have a happy ending. Uh, right, that's correct. We're going to have that too, but we're going to learn good lessons from the story as always. 
Uh, okay, so how about if you tell the story and then uh, we'll be the judge about the lessons. Oh, good idea. All right, all right, I'm still in poor mood, you noticed. I noticed. Okay, so you were probably teasing me before when I was going, Yes, yes, but I really want to get the story in because I never told it before. And I have no idea how long this story is going to take. So here we go. Okay. Uh, where are you going to? you got to tell the story. No, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm telling the story right now. Okay, so anyway, so let me tell you what happened inside this town. There was a judge by the name of Kasper Ratkov. He was a judge in Chortkov. And he was not known as the most nicest judge. He was very mean. And he was very anti-Semitic. He was an anti-Semit. He hated Jewish people. And if you had a case in his courtroom, you had better make sure that if you stand in front of him with a case, your case is solid, that you know how to get out of the trouble. Because if you don't have solid evidence, which he can't overturn, you're in big trouble if you go to his court. So anyways, he was the judge. Obviously, no friend of the Jews. I got that idea. And you said uh, there was this guy. I mean, it's, it's the way you said it. It's like there's another person. Of course. There's a Galach, a priest, by the name of Francis Rowandowski. Rowandowski. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Okay, Rowandowski. Okay, uh, Francis Rowandowski. Okay, you got it. Okay, and... <laughs> and these two were having a conversation. Sure. Hey, I am the judge here, and we got a problem. You know, I don't enjoy it. When I see that Jewish guy, Tully Gold, ah, you know, he's making too much money here. He's very well to do. Ah, what do you say? Hey, you're very quiet, Francis. What's the matter with you? Why, what's the matter? Why you have such a sad face? Yeah. <laughs> why I have such sad face? I tell you why. Very simple. My face is very sad. Because ever since I came here to be the Galach, the priest in this town, you know, a met resistance among the Jewish people. The holy rabbi there. Yeah, Rabbi, uh... Ah, you're talking about Rabbi David Maisha? <laughs> that rabbi of Troy Cup. Yeah, but it's nothing to do with us. No, <clears throat> but he's very strong in the way I can convert people. And now everybody that I try to make them think that Jewish people are no good. You know what they do? I know. They go over and they, uh, how should I say it? They... Like the Jewish people now, <coughs> especially this guy Tully, very nice. His prices are reasonable, his wine, his schnapps, his beer is all very good. So, how do we get rid of him? Not so easy. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. But I think between the two of us, very big anti-Semites that we are, uh, we could come up with a plan sooner or later, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we get this guy in trouble. Uh, unrefutable evidence. Yeah. I wonder how we could do that. I wonder. 
And as they were planning plans, but nothing came of fruition yet. But the meanwhile, while they had their plans and planning, that is, they had a plan to plan a plan, but they didn't have the plan yet because they didn't plan the plan yet. Uh, yeah, you're showing me it's harder still. <laughs> yes, okay, so anyways, so um, they were trying to come up with a plan. But in the meantime, let's go back to Tully. Okay, let me see. And Nehemia sent me this letter from his shtetl. Nehemia is an old, uh, a cover of mine from the old days in the Haida. Okay, let me see what he says. He says here, Dear Tully Gold, my alter friend, my alter landsman from the alter heim. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, tell me what. Oh! A big bargain, I can get a big barrel of wine for a good price. <laughs> I should come now before it's too late. Cause somebody else with such a price, somebody else might buy it. Woo! Alright! I'm gonna go on my hussy and get my wagon too, because I can't carry it on my shoulder. <laughs> Let me take my good wagon. I'm rich enough to have a nice, comfortable wagon over here. Okay, okay. And let me go right there. All right. Uh, Giddy up, horsey. I don't hit you so hard. I just need you to get started. Come on, let's go. What the What the Ah, these horses are going very, very well. And my wagon is so smooth because I got springs. Because if it was a broken wagon, it would go, I know, I know, go. But he has good spring, so it's not going, because he's a rich man, and he can afford it. Uh, that's right. Oh, I'm here already. Good to have good horses also. All right, let me go off my wagon. Landed good. All right. Hey, hey, there's my good friend. Nehemia, how are you? Oh, how are you? How are you? It's so good to see you. Hey, hey, Tully, Tully, Tully. Come here, come here, come here, come here. There, there, that's the man who's selling it. That's the man. His name is Oscar. Go get it from him. Go get it. Okay? He's going to give you a good price, good price. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Maybe 20 Zlatis for the big, look at that barrel. It's not a regular size barrel. It's extra large, okay? 20 Zlatis. You brought money, yes? Uh, yeah, of course I did. I can't, of course. This is very good, very good. <laughs> come, come, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Hey, hey, Oscar, you still have the wine barrel? <laughs> the wine barrel. <laughs> of course I have the wine barrel. Nobody wants to pay 20 lattice because they don't carry that much money around. But this is a bargain. A barrel this big could be 50 slotters easy, maybe even a hundred. Look at the size of it. Uh, I'm interested in buying it. You have 20 slotters? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, wow, this is big. Woo! La 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 la. Kiss kiss. Woo! Very big barrel. How am I gonna get the run? Hey, don't worry, that's why I'm here. I'm gonna help you carry the run. Okay, pay him the money. Uh, okay, uh, here's the money, sir. Here you go. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, come again. Every now and then I have these sales, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Very good, very good. So this is not the best wine, right? 
No, this is uh, not Yaimabushal. No, 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 no. This is only for your Goisha customers. You know that special table you have in your tavern. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, you, you sell it out, come back for more. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Bye bye, bye bye. Uh, what? Uh, I forgot. He's he not Jewish? Uh, no, he's not. Uh, 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 bye bye. Be well, be well. Oh, that I understand. And so, sure enough, the two of them. His friend Nechemi, all right, let's go, one, two, three. <laughs> the two went together, we get it on top of the wagon. All right, I hope your workers are going to be able to help you take it off the wagon. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. All right, no, come, let us go. Uh, I mean, I'm going. You want to stay here? Yes, I have to stay. I live here now. Uh, okay, very nice, very nice. Okay, bye-bye. Nice to see you. If you find a good bargain like this again, let me know. Thank you, Thank you, Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. And sure enough, he went on his wagon, and he traveled back to Chortikov. Okay, <laughs> I'm back now in Chortikov. La 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 la. Okay, I'm back in Chortikov. Da la 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 la. Da la 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 la. Okay, now I'm back in Chortikov. Okay, so let me see what's going on now. All right, um, bum 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 bum. Okay, what do we got here now? Oh, my workers went home. All our workers went home? Yes, yes, um, um, totally everybody went home. I was just closing up. All right, all right, not a problem. Why? Uh, just bought the big barrel of wine that I talked about that Nehemiah told me about. Mamish, look at the barrel. Wow, that is big. How are you going to get that off the wagon? And that was the problem. I was hoping that if one of the workers on it helped me get it on. How did you get it on? Hey, well, Nehemiah helped me. What do you think? Oh, well, you know what? It's such a big, heavy barrel, and if you park the wagon in the back over here near the side where it's dark, nobody will see it. And when the workers come in the morning, you can ask them to help, and they'll help you put it back into the tavern instead of back in the wagon. Eh. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Okay. So, uh, you think it's safe to leave like this? Of course it is. You know, with Hashem's help, don't forget the schus you give tzedakah and everything. Hashem is watching over you. Don't you worry. <laughs> Nothing will happen to it. Come, let us go. And sure enough, he went with his wife inside the house. I smell the trouble coming. I, today I judged, I judged, I judged, and nothing happened. That Jew that I judged in my court, he had unreputed evidence. I couldn't overturn it no matter what. And the other guy who was trying to complain against the Jew, he wasn't too smart. I, he couldn't disprove the Jew. That you was too smart. <laughs> what can I tell you? All right. Anyways, uh, a little fresh air will clear my mind today. Oh, look who's coming over there. Hey, Francis Morawinski. Where the, where the, 
It is uh, Francis Rawindowski. All right. Francis Rawindowski. All right. <laughs> so, my good friend Casper, what is it? Ah, I had a bad case today. There was this Jew. Oh, so you made him guilty, right? <laughs> I wanted to. What do you mean you wanted to? You're the judge. You can do what you want. <laughs> there were too many people in the courtroom. I couldn't switch around the evidence. <laughs> the guy was bringing charges against the Jew. He wasn't too smart. What do you mean he wasn't too smart? What are you talking about? <laughs> the Jew had undisputed evidence. I had proof of everything that he paid the loan. He had a signed signature. I couldn't throw that out. Oh, very interesting. Oh, wait a minute. Take a look at that. You see that shadow over there in the alleyway by the tavern over there from the Jew? Yeah? What about it? Yeah. Come over here. Come, come. Let's see what he's hiding there. He seems to be putting it deeply in the shadow. Hmm. Look at this. It's a big barrel. It's sealed. Oh! Got wine in it. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh, you know what? Hey, you remember you and I trying to get this uh, rich guy in trouble because he's making too much money? Yeah? What about him? He doesn't do anything wrong. Nobody brings charges against him. All the people love him. Our people love him too. What should we do? Eh? All the Gentiles love him just like the Jewish people love him. They're so nice. I can't find anything to lock him up on. I can't find anything to charge him on. Listen to me. Quiet down a little bit. Have idea. You have idea? What are you talking? Listen to me. What a crazy idea I got. <laughs> Listen. Great idea. All right, you told me seven times already. You have great idea. How about telling me what the great idea is? Let's go back to my place. You know, I have some very strong poison that we use in the basement of the base of Tuma. We use it over there to poison the rats, you know, <laughs> and to kill the vermin. I got idea. How about we take this stuff and put it into the wine barrel? Don't you realize it's an opportunity? What are you talking about? It's an opportunity. How can we do that? It'll poison the wine. That's the idea. Listen to me. We're always looking for a way to get him in trouble, right? Yeah, I'm listening. Well, listen carefully. He probably left this barrel of wine here because look how big it is. Yeah, it's like double size. A regular person can carry it himself, right? Yeah. He probably went to another town to buy it at a better price. But... He came back after his workers leave. So what are you saying, Francis? Come on, spit it out. Tell me what you're saying. All right. Uh, be patient, I tell you. Okay? Listen. What he probably did was he left it here on the wagon until tomorrow morning when his workers come. Right? Yeah? And? Do you remember what I said? No, you're listening to me. Ah! Poison. Ah! You want to poison the barrel? But wait a minute, this might be the wine that the Jews don't drink. That's exactly it. That's why it's perfect. What? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Because the only one that drinks this wine 
will be our kind of people, Gentiles. Uh, what how the Jewish people said? Goyim. Yes, Goyim like us. We be the only one that will be drinking it. Wait, how you think I'm gonna drink that if you put poison in it? No, 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 not so loud. Listen to me carefully. We go over, put the poison in, he don't know, he resealed the barrel to make it exactly the way it was, right? Okay. And then, the morning comes, he will be serving our people. People will drink it. Uh-oh, wait a minute. But then people will die. And we, I don't want to kill any of our people. I want to get rid of him and other Jewish people, but not ours. Don't you understand? This is, uh, how you call it, uh, collateral damage. Collateral damage? What kind of collateral damage? You see, because if our people come into his tavern and they drink the wine and they die, then no other Jews die because no one drinking that wine, specifically because that's the wine he only serves us. Get it? Ah, well, of course. Then we can prove by that, if there's poison inside, that, ah, uh, oh wow, that's great. Ah, uh, he can be arrested and he'll be charged with the murder of, of the Gentiles. And he'll be charged with, uh, <laughs> of course. And, uh, yes, a matter of fact, um, we could say we saw him, right? Of course. <laughs> we say he saw him. And, of course, when the people die, the rest of the police come, you know. They're going to look in the wine barrel and check it out. It's poison. Eh, that's enough evidence. We may not even have to say that we saw it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Good idea. <laughs> I like this very much. You know, Francis, you're pretty smart for a gala. Casper, <laughs> hey, uh, you're not so... Uh, well, let me put it... You're pretty good for a judge, too. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Well, come, let's go. And so the two of them, they went back to the church, they went into the basement, and he took out that rat poison. And he took it, and then they brought it. And they went to the back and so, okay, okay, not so loud, don't make any noise. Now give me that little crowbar. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, let's open up this cover slowly. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, now, listen carefully. Okay, give me the poison. Get here. Okay, careful, careful. Give me the gloves. Okay, good. Do you want to get out my hand? Let me open this. this. Okay, took out the cock. Let me pour it into the barrel. <laughs> okay, I pour it in. Okay, here. You all done to this, and you, the judge, get rid of it, throw it into a fireplace or something. No evidence, remember that. Okay, uh, let's see now what to do. Okay, give me the cover. Okay, very good, very good, very good. Uh, let's see now. Uh, okay, wait a, wait a second, get great idea. Don't throw the poison bottle in the... In the a, a fireplace yet? Good idea. Let's leave it here in the alleyway. <laughs> Be proof when the police come and search around. They'll find the evidence that he put poison in. Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> good idea, no? Yes. Very good idea. 
I mean, herbs, but they can take fingerprints, right? And they can see it's not the, it's, it's not Tully's. Oh, uh, yeah, see. <clears throat> Hate to tell you this, but at that time period, um, they were still not big into fingerprints yet. Oh, boy. This is not gonna look good. Don't worry. It's under. It's gonna have a happy ending. Don't get scared. I don't get scared. I just got frightened, that's all. <laughs> all right, whatever. Okay, anyhow, so, um, they were, like, put the cover back on. They resealed it. And as they're about to leave the alley... Uh, what is that noise I hear? Here's some ruffling outside in the backyard. Let me look out the window. <gasps> I give out. There's the garlic over there, that Rusha Shemarusha. Uh, it's with the judge over there. What are they doing? If I didn't know better, it looks like they're laughing. Oh, they turn this way. I better close the shade a little bit. Oh, they're looking this way. They don't see me looking at them. But what are they doing? They're laughing. And they're running now. Why would they want to run? I wonder. No, no. I can't imagine what they did. All right. No, no. What can I tell you? Azoigaitis. And so... Sure enough, the next day came. Can I do the rooster? All right, go ahead, do the rooster. <coughs> you know, you're getting good at it. Okay, anyways, so the rooster crowed. Everybody get up. He went to Darwin. When he came back, he ate his breakfast, and he opened up. And, of course, by the mid-afternoon, when the peasant farmers were finished farming, they wanted to have a nice drink. <laughs> I'm right there! Hey, Tully! It's me! I won, I won! I won, I won! Uh, 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 hi, Ivan, how are you? Uh, what do you want? I want a drink! Ah, uh, okay, okay, um, what do you want to drink? You want to drink my kind of wine! Ah, uh, okay, sit at that table! Ah, oh, hey, Peter, how are you? How are you? How are you? I had a great deal to farm, and now I want you to drink. So you gotta drink, but I don't want beer. I don't want whiskey. I like a strong wine. My kind of wine. Uh, all right, not a problem. You just go sit over there at the table, and i get you your wine. Okay, I'm just gonna go get it. Hello, I, I had a good day. I drank a little schnapps now, but I don't want to drink too much schnapps, so therefore, I any word, any word, when I drink some wine this time, mm, strong wine. Alright, alright, very good, no problem, sit at the table. And so the three of them sat at the table. And he went to get the wine. He went to get the brand new wine. The wine that came from the new barrel. Unaware. Ay, 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 that it was mixed with poison. That's right. It was mixed with poison. And suddenly, these guys started drinking. Uh, all right, here's your wine. Drink up, drink up. Uh, I'm going to say it for you. Lachayim. Okay, 
And they all started to drink at the same time. Woo! This job is strong wine. Yeah, it's very strong wine. Wow, it's very good. There's a funny aftertaste to it. And he started to cough. He started to choke. And he started to have foam coming out of his mouth. And then, you know, he's coughed a few times. And then he fell right on top of the table head first. And the next thing you know, all three of them. Oh, 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 this is terrible, terrible. They they must need a doctor. Maybe the police. Maybe there's poison. I don't know. Help! Police! Emergency! A couple of guys collapse in Tully's Tavern. Help! Police! Police! Help! And sure enough, the police came. All right, all right. Just just relax a little bit. Tell me what happened here, huh? What's going on, huh? Uh, are you the owner? Uh, yes, I'm the owner. Uh, uh, I don't understand. They ordered wine. I gave them wine. And they were very well a few moments ago. And then they drank it and they coughed. And they, I don't know, this foam stuff came by their mouth. And then they collapsed. Uh-huh. I see. Very interesting. I might, um... Uh, me. Uh, go look around, see what you can see. They asked you to look around. They drank wine and they collapsed. They probably were sick. All three of them were sick? He didn't look good about three of them were sick. Ah, yeah, that's why, you know, there's something wrong here. All right, uh, let's take it out. Um, woo! Ah, that smells like rat poison. Yeah! Wow, uh, this is terrible. They drank poison. Uh, uh, where did that wine come from? Uh, uh, the wine, it, 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 it comes from a big bottle and I put it into bottles. Why, 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 what's going on? Uh, this here wine smells like it's got rat poison in it. Rat poison? What would rat poison do in my wine? I bought this bottle all the way in the next town over. I don't understand this. I, I, uh, did you check it out? I, 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 no, I didn't. I mean, I, I had no reason to. I mean, I never got wine that was bad. I trust people. Ah, oh, well, let's see. One minute, one minute, okay. Show me the barrel. All right, this way, please, this way. Come this way. All right, just inside. Everybody just relax. Uh, we'll get the situation under control. And nobody drink any more wine just in case. I couldn't drink it. I'm not going to drink it either. And sure enough, what ended up happening was they came into the back and they opened up the barrel. <laughs> All right, let me take a look inside. Oh my goodness, it smells like rat poison in here. Woo! Uh, hey, hey, Hendrix, uh, give a look around. You see any rat poison here? There's not going to be any rat poison. I don't use rat poison. I bought a Hashem. I mean, I give tzedakah, Ezra to heal him, and I keep my place clean so I have no rats, and therefore I don't have no need for rat poison. Now, well, Peter, judge it, Hendrix. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm looking around. I don't see nothing here, but, uh, uh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, maybe he threw it outside, in the back, or something. Ah, uh, let me go outside. Well, well, well. 
What do you know? Lucky, lucky, lucky. What is this bottle? Let me see. Let me pull out the cork. Aha. Woo! Oh, boy, this is the source of it. All right, all right. I found it. I found it. Here is the problem. It's got rat poison here. Rat poison? You have rat poison in here. You poison these guys. Ah, this is terrible, terrible, terrible. And just then, <laughs> they had more to the Tsaras came in the gala. Uh, what is going on here? I see big commotion. I see policemen here. Is something wrong here? Is something happened? A big crime here? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, three people just died. Oh, boy! Do they need a priest to do the ceremonies by the graveside? I, you know, I am the priest over here. Yeah, yeah, we know that. We know that, Casper. I mean, I mean, no, sorry. You're, 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 uh, my name is Francis. You mix me up. The judge's name is Casper. Ah, right, 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 right. All right, basically the thing is, these three people drank the same wine. We just checked the barrel, and uh, uh, these guys were poisoned, and we just found a bottle of rock poison in the back. So uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to arrest this Jewish person. Oh, this is terrible. I always knew these Jewish people are not good. Now, what are you talking about? It's very simple. Don't you understand? Uh, they get you to come in here. When you have an in here, then they give you wine to drink. Which poison? Did you know this which wine barrel it was? Ah, uh, yeah, that one over there. Oh, this is the wine that it says only to Gentiles. Only to people like us. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, well, explain. Don't you get it? He, he has a plan here. Everybody come into his place and they drink, but they only give special wine to us. When we keep liking the wine, we ask for the wine. Then when he thinks the time is right, he poisons them. Entschuldigung, mir. Das ist ein Bobermeister. Wo schlechte Nahrigkeiten? Why are you speaking silly things? I would never do a thing like this, Mr. Ganzen Meshigger. Are you out of your mind? Are you crazy? I would never do a thing like this. You're out of your mind. This is a bilbul. I don't know where that bottle came from. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, I, I saw you and the judge. You're in my backyard yesterday. Probably you did it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a man of the cloth. I'm a very honest person. You are trying to say that I would poison your wine? <laughs> Never of you trying to put the blame on me. I agree with you, officer. Arrest him. And sure enough, they arrested him. And of course, he was rich, so he was able to get out on bail. And he had no choice, but he had to go. As a friend of his urged him, he went to see the Chortka Rebbe. The Chortka Rebbe saw him. Rabdu said, Ah... Shalom Aleichem, Reb Tuli. Come inside, come around, come around, come inside, come inside. Sit down. Why uh, you look so sad? And of course he told them over the story. I see. Let me close my eyes for a little bit and let me concentrate. Okay. Listen to me. 
listen to me. The first thing you do is get a good lawyer and make sure this lawyer gets the case taken out from here and bring it to the main courthouse that will be in um, in Tolena, okay? In Turnipol, in uh, fact, okay? Get it into Turnipol. Okay. All right, all right. And sure enough, he got a good judge. And the judge went over and got the case turned to Turnipol. I mean, well, I mean, sorry, you got a good lawyer. I, I, I was going to correct you, but you corrected yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you got a good lawyer, and the lawyer got, what I meant to say was, the lawyer got him a judge and transferred the case that it should not be heard here, it would be there. What is the matter? Why are you so sad? Casper, it's an open shot case. Casper Ratkov, what is your problem? Why you look so sad? We're going to get rid of this Jewish guy, Tully Gold, once and for all. <sighs> not as easy as you think. Why not? Well, because his lawyer appealed and said that I, I would not be a fair judge because uh, uh, you and I had mentioned to the police that we saw him put the poison in and he's trying to blame us, remember? That's right. So what's the problem? Well, I can't be a witness and a judge at the same time. So they took the case and took it to, 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 to Turnipole. No problem. We send letters that we are very respectable people. They'll, they'll believe our testimony. And sure enough, the Chotka Rebbe said something else. Now listen to me very carefully. Even though you're rich and you can go with a fancy wagon, when the time comes, I want you to go a day before to Turnipole. I want you to go by train. But even though you're rich and you can afford it, I don't want you to travel first class. You have to go in the second class. Just do what I say. Yes, Rabbi. I wonder. I have Munus Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. And sure enough, he had a Munus And he did exactly what the Rebbe said to do. And he went on the train. And the train pulled out of the station. And as the train pulled out, he sat in the second class car and he noticed that that car was pretty empty. How do you know? The car is empty. There's only one person here. She raised dress, but all right, no, no. How's it here? He's sitting there. And of course, he couldn't hold himself back. And he started to cry. Why is this happening to me? I tried to be so nice. I tried to be good. Why is this garlic having such power? Why is me here? And suddenly, this guy came over. Excuse me? Uh, pardon me? If you don't mind, I see you're very troubled. Uh, you know, it's not good for a person to hold it inside themselves. Why don't you tell me your problem? Uh, maybe I can help you. And if not, I can be a good listening ear. Well, you look honest enough. Doesn't seem to make much of a difference. I'll probably be locked up in jail for the rest of my life or they'll execute me. Execute you? Well, you look like a nice, honest Jewish person. Why should anybody want to execute you? Why don't you, uh, supposedly do wrong? Well, you know, I run a tavern. I'm very well to do. But there's a galach there uh, and, and a judge very jealous and hate us Jewish people. So, uh, they frame me to make it look like I poisoned the people and drink wine. Three people died. And they want to have me, uh, 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 you know, put on trial for murdering three people. They say I did it. But I didn't do it. I have a funny feeling. I know I did it. Uh-huh. 
Oh, really? Uh, you do? Uh, you want to tell me who you think did it? Yeah. I, I, well, my opinion, because I saw from the window, I heard some noise in my backyard, and I looked out the window and I saw the priest, the garlic, and this man, the judge, they were running away, they were laughing. So I have a funny feeling they're the ones that did it, and they're framing me, because they're always jealous of me, because, you know, I, I, I have money and they don't, and they don't like when a Jew is successful. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I do. But you know what? You keep faith in your God, and he's going to make sure that everything turns out good. I got a blessing from a holy rabbi. Oh, yeah? Which one? Uh, rabbi, rabbi David Moishe, uh, 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 Friedman, you know, the Rav of, of Kurtikov. Oh, yes, I heard of him. Very holy man. Uh, you have nothing to worry about. And sure enough, he arrives at the train station, he gets off, and he goes to a, a friend of his that he made up to stay by. Next morning comes, he's there at the courthouse, and suddenly the judge comes in. Okay, order in the court. This court will now come to order. Everybody, please be seated. Huh? What? That's the man. That's your abai abai abai. That's the man I was. Woo! Abai 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 abai. He's the man that I met in the train. Oh, oh, this is very interesting. I don't know what's going. You know what? Maybe that's why the rabbi said I should go in the second class, because he knew he was going to be... He's Ruach there's no question about it. You know what? Ah, let me see what happens. And so what happened was there's a prosecutor got up and said, So there, my dear fellow courtroom attendees, my fellow jurors and everything, it's very well to see And apparently, this new person, you know, he went over and he poisoned... Uh, the wine, and he purposely did it because only wine that was poisoned was the wine that the Gentiles drink. It was his intention to kill them. Yes, indeed. And um, that's, that's the fact. Yes, indeed. Uh, 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 may I say something? Yes, please. Go right ahead. It's your defense. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, um, I want to say that it's very interesting what he's saying, but why would I want to kill my customers? Because they come to me, you know that? The customers come to me, they pay me money. If these people buy from me, then what kind of crazy idea would it be that I, I, I should kill them? You know, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, you know, <laughs> we do have evidence here. Here, sir, we have these letters here. There's one, there's two. Uh, these letters over here are, are from uh, uh, the judge, Kasper Ratkov of Chotokov, and of course uh, the other one is from the uh, Galach, uh, Francis Rawindowski. Okay, now they're very respectable people. Yeah, because we couldn't hold the court case there because he would be a witness, you know. Uh, and so these letters are very authentic. They're signed by them, you can check it out. I hear what you're saying. Well, if they think it's such great testimony they have, well, go send for them. I don't want to read their letters. I want to hear from them personally. Well, what do you have in mind? I don't know what he has in mind. I can't imagine. And sure enough, the judge sent for them. And his judge went over and he looks at them when they come there. The judge, the new judge. His name was Yannick Patron. You know, Patron. Uh, let me see that, Rabbi Yerbs. Let me see the name. Yannick You know what? Let's just call him, uh, since we can't read his name, <laughs> so we'll just call him Yannick. Uh, Judge Yannick. 
Uh, uh, okay, sounds good. So Judge Janik waited, and they were brought there. And as they were brought there, the judge said, All right, so uh, finally they got here witnesses. Okay, so um, you both say that you um, saw this uh, Jewish person put the poison in the barrel? Eh, eh, yeah, yeah, I saw him. Yes, I saw him also. Eh, ah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 of course. Hmm, a little hesitancy there. Okay, um, Father, if you don't mind, can you please wait outside? And he asked the Galak to wait outside, and there were guards watching him outside, so he couldn't listen to what the judge was saying. And the judge called him forward, and he said, All right, come over here, judge. You're an honest judge, huh? Of course I am. <laughs> I've been a judge. I've judged him. Yes, I understand. Listen here. You saw him do it, right? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, and what kind of night was it? Was it a nice night? Or was it very cloudy? Uh, 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 cloudy, very cloudy, very cloudy. Uh, I see. And tell me, when the Jew poured this uh, poison in to the barrel, I mean, was he wearing his hat? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was wearing a green hat. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. It was a green hat with a feather. Uh, I see. I see. And, um, was he wearing his shoes and socks? Oh, yeah, sure. He was wearing, uh, uh, green socks to match his hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 sure. All right. And you saw him do this? Oh, yes, yes. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. I see. Okay, very well. Uh, okay, call in the Galach. <laughs> very good. So, you ready for my testimony? Yes, I am. About meantime, uh, uh, guards take the judge and watch him on the outside. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Why can't I be in here? Uh, just do what I say. This is my courtroom. And I'll do what I want in my courtroom, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And so they took out the gala. And then the judge looks and he says, uh, Let me ask you a question here. Uh, you are the gala, Francis... Rawandowski, is that correct? Uh, yes, I am. I'm a most respectable priest, yes. Ah, uh -huh, I see. So you were together with the judge last night taking a walk. Yes, yes, that's right. I mean, it wasn't last night. It was that night that uh, before the people were poisoned. Ah, uh -huh, I see. So, so far, you're not letting me trip you up. That's good, that's good. So you definitely saw that this person, Tully Gold, put the poison in the barrel. Of course I did. I know what I saw. Uh, you know what you saw. Okay. So uh, what kind of night was it? Was it cloudy? Or was it like a clear night? Oh, very clear night. You can see the new moon. It's beautiful outside. Uh-huh. I see. Very interesting. It doesn't say the same thing. Uh, was this Jewish person wearing a hat? Of course, Jewish people were that the kind of blackish hat. Of course, he was wearing hat. Uh -huh. uh, did that black hat have a feather? No, Jewish people don't like feather in the hat. Okay. Uh -huh. And was he going out barefoot or was he wearing shoes and socks? Of course, he was wearing his black shoes and black socks. What do you think? Uh -huh. I think I got my answer. What are you talking about? So you're going to convict the jewel? You trust us, right? Oh, 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 to a certain extent. Uh, bring in the other person over here. Bring in that judge. Ha! All right. So, Your Honor, now we both testified. Now it should be no problem for you to uh, 
Kavik, this you are trying to poison us. <laughs> uh, thank God he only got to three people. Uh, yes, I agree with that. But he wasn't the one that poisoned. You people, to try to make trouble for the Jewish people. You're such anti-Semitic people. You can't judge people favorably. You're not a man of the cloth. You're not a man of God at all. You are a selfish and mean person, self-centered, self-caring. You both are the ones who poison the wine barrel. Yes, both of your testimonies, I heard you each one separately, and your testimonies didn't match. You're a bunch of liars. Take them away. They're the guilty ones. And you, my Jewish friend, you, I knew it from the time that I saw you on the train. You are free to go. Enjoy. And thankful that you listened to your rabbi and did what he told you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely have a munish hachamim. And so, sure enough, what he did was, he went back and he told the short Kavarebba what happened, and he was singing all the way, Hashem, I mean, I mean, and of course he was very happy and of course the um, bad judge the evil judge of Chertikov and that horrible Galach they were both executed for the murder of those three people trying to poison and try to put the blame on the Jewish innkeeper Wow, that was terrific! Wow, I think he just made us like 101 on the hour. Woo! Okay, just went a tiny drop over time, so I guess no phone calls. No phone calls. We haven't been able to do that for a long, long while now. Okay, but we got a good story in. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, so I guess... Yep, we should say goodbye and have a great Shabbos. Goodbye, have a great Shabbos!